0: I'm Molly O'Connor. And I'm Sarah Connell. You are listening to Pop It. This is the podcast for popping questions, popping bottles, and pop culture. This week, we're on the stage of the Hanover Theater, a 2,300-seat venue that has entertained more than 2 million audience members with world-class performances and headlining acts, including Broadway hits, Les Mis, Jersey Boys, and Kinky Boots, comedians like Dave Chappelle, Jay Leno, Wanda Sykes, and Daniel Tosh. Jimmy Fallon. I said Jimmy Fallon here. (laughs) (laughs) And musicians, including Neil Young, Tony Bennett, Aretha Franklin, and John Legend. We are joined today by two unique performers, Anna McInnes of the Baphomets Baffin- Burlesque Troupe and Erin Hockey, who recently appeared on the all-female butcher episode of Chopped. Welcome. Oh,
1: hello. <laughs> Anna, how
0: did you hook this up?
1: Um, so I saw a, you know, ad for somebody to work in the box office, and I Performed here when I was in high school and was looking for a performance arts job after I graduated with my performing arts degree. And finally, they gave me a call back. Hooray! (laughs) So so I work in the box office here and I was like, hey, Troy, the CEO of the Hanover, I was like, could we do this thing? Like, me and my friends are going to record some things on the stage before my friends. Just super vague. Like,
2: don't even worry about it. No one can come in. It's just going (laughs) to be awesome.
1: (laughs) Essentially. And he was like, yeah, it's cool. (laughs) So, yes, thank you, Troy and the Hanover Theater for letting us. Let's uh, hang out on the stage today before On Your Feet Loads in tomorrow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. This is very
3: exciting. And I can see like on the wall on stage right,
1: there's all oh. of the musicals. Liam Neeson's on the wall over there from when he did Honest Thief this fall. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yep. So, they, and so there's like a
3: stencil kind of basically of like everything that's, every all the shows that have been here, right? Yeah, essentially. Yes. So it's very yeah. cool. Yeah. It's I spotted bad. like the big giant ogre s yeah that one like pops out <laughs> For it's sure. so bright
2: oh wow I, oh Shrek's gosh pretty you're throwing I back to <laughs> so <strange>. oh
3: yeah <laughs> i mean
2: all is pretty she, important in my totally life weird, so yeah. I, it's, it follows me wherever i go yeah. I, I i put that up myself <laughs> before
3: I, we got here <laughs> i once had a very hot take on an episode of pop it oh, which one was it? it might have been mark Bornstein and ivy i may be misremembering but i remember i was like you guys all is a
2: beautiful song.
3: <laughs> and Ivy, it was, it was. And Ivy was like, whoa.
2: But, uh. but when you go on to explain it, that's the thing. Like, I don't want to keep reiterating myself because yep. I tell everyone they are a very wholesome band. Yes. They play free for all kinds of people and events. It's mostly for, like, younger kids and the younger generation who want to be themselves. They play all kinds. Of, like, yes. anything they can do where the money goes to charity, they do it. And, I mean, what other song other than the Macarena? Does everyone know the words (laughs) to it? Whether they want to or not. We
3: don't even know the words to the Macarena. Exactly. There is no words,
2: it's just hand movements. But all star.
0: Speaking of generous men who are volunteering uh, their amazing talents to pop it, we are also joined by John Tonelli and Mike Hendrickson, the Unity Mike. (laughs) John Tonelli's doing some sound design for Yay. us, so it's it's quite the setup today.
3: Yes, we have a great, yes. it's, yeah, this is very cool. Now, I know Go the slam. two
0: of you separately. Erin, I knew you as an employee first of Dead Horse mm-hmm. and Kummerspeck, and Anna and I actually worked together at Armsby Abbey's servers. But I had no idea that my two beautiful redheaded friends <laughs> actually
2: have known each other forever. Also, that, yeah. It's like the best part. It's like I get mistaken for her. And, she and gets vice versa. And vice versa, yeah. versa and every versa. single time. It's and really then funny. because of our work schedules, we never would like come together. So it would be like a rare unicorn sighting, like to see both of us in Honest. one place. And everyone were be like, hold on, like you guys know each <laughs> yeah, other. And right. we're like, oh, girl. We go way back. Way, way back. back. <laughs>
3: yeah. yeah. But it's like, if, you'd ne- if you're if you never seen in the same place, people just yeah. Yeah. Them, right? yeah, it's, yeah. Mean,
2: just Yeah. right? I mean, yeah. we probably just...
3: There yeah. was a little while where I was like, Wait. we haven't seen Lindsay Lohan in a few years. <laughs> and, well, no, and I was thinking, I was like, but Lana Del Rey is everywhere. And there was a while that I was like, has anyone seen them in the same room? <laughs> so, like,
2: it's you guys. <laughs> it's us. Yes. Yeah, no, that's us. No, we've been... <laughs> I mean, it wasn't Always that way at the start. Yeah. yeah. Our um, our moms were born and raised in Quincy, Massachusetts in this one really small cult-like, um, <laughs> I'm want going to call it an island. It's gonna kind of a man-built road in and out, but it's called House Snack. And um, our family's known each other forever. Like, there was a point, like, her mom lived with my grandmother and my mm-hmm. mom and her sisters, like, and they were also pregnant at the same time. Just about the same time yeah. I was born in February. She was born Yeah, so
1: Erin's six months older than just me. Barely. and barely. <laughs> yeah, just, just barely um, off kilter. But when our mothers were pregnant at the same time, they would, like, put their bellies up next to each other. And they'd be like, <laughs> you know, telepathy. So we've been on the same page since before we were born. But also, like, she was six months older than me, so she was, like, kicking the hell out of me yeah, it's since
2: it's the very start every every lump on her head is my fault it's i've true. taken
1: yep. responsibility
3: <laughs> you guys are the sisterhood of the traveling pants yeah literally huh? yeah <laughs> like yeah. literally like the, yeah. like, the, like, the stu- like the like the like yeah exercise studio upstairs and like the yeah. candles and stuff <laughs> i wish
2: we had that cool of a hideout when we right? were in high school that no we awesome. just like hung out at the rocks on the beach <laughs> <laughs> that was our that was our studio exactly but yeah no we just like it's no matter how many how much time had ever passed like you know But this was, like, also before, like, cell phones were a big thing. Like, our moms would just, like – her mom would come down and visit, and they just leave us together, and it would be totally fine. And then, like, you know, through middle school, like, us discovering MySpace and Facebook, obviously, we're going to communicate through that. And then getting cell phones through high school, and, like, me getting my driver's license, driving Mm -hmm. out, and then through college, and it just – yeah. It was consistent, and yeah. it's beautiful.
1: It is beautiful. I think that's probably <laughs> one of the things that's kept our friendship so strong. Like, I, I was thinking back on it before we did the show today, and I was like, I don't think Erin and I have ever had, like, a real big fight. And I think it's because we spent so much part time apart when we were younger Mm -hmm. and so when we were together we just wanted to make the most of the time that we had together and it's still just kind of that way even though we live a lot closer now and like she's out in Worcester and she's a Worcester babe with me now (laughs) like you know it's still you know work schedules like we'll talk a little bit about like all the things we do but um, it's still nice to kind of you know have a friend that it's a treat when you get to see them. I know and it's also
2: like especially knowing each other like when you're younger we got to grow up and become adults And then, like, act like adults around each other, which is something we'll talk about later about Mm -hmm. major flaws in some female relationships. Like, Mm -hmm. we got to be grown-ups and decide who we want to be and then still be friends because, like, you know, we knew each other when we were younger. We come from very similar backgrounds, and then we're also like, hey, we're We're grown ups. We don't have to act like little kids. And we can actually be friends and drink a ton of mimosas. (laughs) And no one's gonna question it because now I'm a grown-up. Guess what? I love that.
1: Yeah. So friends since the start. And it's not changing. No, it's not. We yeah. have no choice. Like no. my grandmother would be. Oh yeah, no, we have, would
2: beat us both. I think
1: everybody would just because <laughs> like, like we are we're kind of a package deal at this yeah. point. It's like one without the other is kind of strange. Other than like when our work schedules are the same yeah. or different. People <laughs> would grow suspect of both of you. Yeah, <laughs> just like what's happening. So, usually
2: something really yeah. bad. These happening, Quincy like, broads like two tearing Quincy up Worcester. <laughs> yeah.
0: Molly yeah. and I, we've had a few experiences like that lately, where we can kind of divide and conquer. we one of us can go to an event and be like, Just, I'm here as Poppy it right.
2: in yeah. reference. so nice. Yeah.
0: And I had someone come up to me the other day and go, are you Molly or Sarah? Because I listen. <laughs> I love that. I don't know which one of you which. And I never thought that would be. I tried okay. to, I tried to like put it in like our,
3: our Instagram bio. I put like my emoji next to me oh, and your goodness. emoji next to you. Because there's these emojis and one of them is like a brunette, like it's like a bob, but it, yeah. you know, it could be like. I cut my hair again, and then the other one is like a a blonde high pony, and it
0: like is Sarah. And so I was like, this is good, people will know. Well, Molly and I picked each other out when we were both teaching. Yeah, I like was shopping in the middle like, school. I looked at
2: this model. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was so true. I went over the Carfax. It was I was fine.
0: about ten years older. I mean, ten years younger than everybody. <laughs> and everyone, yeah. everyone else she worked with. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this one girl my age came into sub one day, and I'm like, I must be friends with her. Well, and I think I also probably looked like like I
3: hadn't. And it was like my own middle school and I hadn't been back in the building in so long like so I was subbing oh, and so I was weird, like really. right and I'm like surrounded by middle schoolers and I oh. so I probably looked like I
0: was like oh my god <laughs> so she came and like saved me she's like hello And I invited you to the Oxbow tap takeover at the dive. I said, oh, I'm going to this later. I don't know. You seem really cool. Yeah. Which is when we like finally, when we actually like worked in the same building Mm -hmm. at that point. Like we met and then we would be
3: like, hey, I know that that, she's cool. But it
0: sounds when I tell it kind of like I asked you out on a date or something. and That's
3: what
2: it is. But it is like, like,
0: uh, mm, especially I think becoming friends with it's hard
3: to find friends as an adult yeah like think, it's really yeah. hard to make friends and so I think it's like that's what you have to do you have to be like do you want to hang out with me <laughs> and then do it right I have like a small
2: exactly. list of like people at work where I'm like I'll like tell my boyfriend I'm like I really want to be friends with these people so I'm just going to slowly creep into their yeah. lives and he's like okay cool whoever you want to be friends with because he's like he's got friends that he like knows from high school and college and he goes to see frequently and I'm just like so we can hang out with Anna or my family. This is, these are your <laughs> these choices. Are not we're gonna we're it, mutually like, exclusive because like, we're so integrated. Yeah, well, you're yeah. close, and yeah. then the family is an hour and a half exactly. away. So it's like, what do you want to do this weekend? Do you want to be surrounded by small children, or do you want to get hammered? <laughs> this, these are our choices. I like that
1: that's my my side of it because that's that is what we that do together. We do. Yeah, <laughs> you're not the children, Anna. Oh, I, I'm not the three and four year old. No, no.
0: I like the idea that these friendships are also similar to relationships. because I would say I've had, like, four formative breakups in my life, and one of them was a, with a man, and the, the other <laughs> yeah. three were all with friends. And yeah. I found those to be much more heartbreaking for me than the breakup yeah. I had with
1: a boyfriend. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. oh absolutely. absolutely. It's gr- It can be grueling to, you know, you know, you have this intimate bond with someone, and maybe it's not, you know— that kind of intimate, but it's, you're still sharing yourself and your fears and you're, you know, you're vulnerable with someone. And if it doesn't work out or pan out, it's, it's sad. It's, you know, it's tough to kind of navigate those situations. And
2: especially think, when it's like the long-term ones like mm-hmm. that, you know, forever. Like I've been stung by that guy, not that guy, that girl yeah. quite yeah. a few times. Yeah. But that's, I think
3: that is when it's really hard is it's like someone who you grew up with because, and a lot of times it's like out of convenience or, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, Not to like bring up (laughs) Frasier, which I do (laughs) all the time, but there's an episode of Frasier that I really love and it's like very, it's heartbreaking and it's Woody who is Woody Harrelson's character comes to visit Seattle and they hang out for one night and they're like, this is the best. And they talk about all this stuff and then he comes to visit again. And the two of them slowly realize that they don't have anything in common with each other Mm -hmm. and that they were never like true, true friends outside of hanging out at cheers. Um, and it's so sad, but that's yeah. really how it is sometimes. It's like you grow up
2: with people and then you become who you are, which, yeah, like, you is also, just what you talked about. There's also, like, different rates of growing up because, yep. you know, like, I had one friend who, like, we kind of fell out for a little while and then we came back and then she, that that was probably the hardest, that one, like, friend breakup. But it was, like, you know, we had taken a break, like, when we both went to college. We had, a, like, a really, not a really hard falling out, but, you know, we were going different ways. I also went to college, like, much later than everyone. I went in January rather than September. But... I, you know, I was at home working trying to figure things out and she went to a college locally and it just wasn't working out. I was like, okay, this is, we're not going to be friends right now. Like that was like, you know, we're just not going to be friends. This isn't going to work out. And then when we came back like two years later to be friends and then all of a sudden I was like, wow, you're not as grown up as I thought I was. And yeah. it was just, like, this huge thing. And it was, like, you know, I was super open about, like, having to go see. Like, I talked to a therapist. You know, like, there are things in my life. It's, by the way, to everyone, it is okay to seek a therapist or yes. to see. You know, everyone, agree. please, yeah. if I can say this more, yeah. more than enough, if you have a st- stomach bug, you go to a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. This is the same as a stomach bug. You no should go issues. see a doctor. Right. There's Join no the issues. Right. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, there's no issues. But I was super <laughs> open about it. And, like, they had been dealing with some stuff that they, it was, a little more serious that they should you know go see someone and it turned into this humongous thing and like they just shut everything down they're like nope I hate you I never want to speak to you again and that was like the end of it like and there's places I don't go to now in Quincy because that's like our old stomping grounds and it's crazy how much that affects you like when we go back like I won't go into this one coffee place because Sometimes they work there or they're there because mm-hmm. I, it's, I don't know how they're going to react. I don't want to bring that into a place of business that I love. And it just like effect, it's it's crazy how much of like a breakup can affect your life when mm-hmm. it's not like someone you're romantic, but someone right. that like you've known since elementary school. Right. It's wild. And, and just that, to think and that it's can over make it like more not, painful because yeah.
1: it's so many more years at that point, yeah. too, you know,
2: and it's over not being grown up. Right. And, and it's crazy. You, like envision that that person's going to be like your
3: best
1: friend forever. Yeah. Right. And you think about that, you know, you play, you know, mash or patty cake yeah. on the playground. <laughs> and then, you know, you, you do have to kind of go through the phases. I remember when we were in middle school, Erin started dating a lot sooner than I did. Yeah. And so, like, I was bitter for a little while because I was <laughs> like, well, why am I not getting kissed? And, like, I I think that was probably, like, the big fight we had. That, I was I like, you was have a boyfriend like, and I don't. And <laughs> but, then, like, that was it. You yeah, know? the boyfriend
2: was... A piece of garbage <laughs>
1: and, yeah, and then and then we kind of you know we started to kind of navigate those kinds of relationships, yeah. but together because and we so,
2: were we well, we were on two different sides of it because I was throughout my life i've been a very much a serial dater, um, this is something I've already discussed with Justin, I love you, you already know about this don't <laughs> worry um, but <laughs> I, I was a serial dater, and it was, like, just a habit that I learned throughout, like, middle school. You know, everyone's got a crush. You got to do this. You got to do that. And, like, I was dealing with all these things, and Anna was, like, usually the girl who was, like, in it for the long haul. Like, she would like, oh have these, God. like— She's, like— It was, like, a year-long relationship with someone. I was, like, how do you do that? Like,
1: Which is, like, really funny. In yeah. Retrospect <laughs> now. Know, in retrospect but... now, because we
2: flip flop Right. But—, but
1: it's, it, it, it was. And yeah. so we kind of, you know, you grow, we grew up together in that aspect where, you know, the, the problems we were facing, we tried to tackle like together, like, oh my God, this boy did this thing or like this. I'm well, going to kill she, him. Right. Well, yeah. It was, <laughs> how do it was I John
2: over- Tucker must die. How do school. I overthink every single part of it? And it's just like, not just one of us right. overthinking, it was two of us right. overthinking everything. Well, so then, like, yeah, we learned how to not do that, but then also like do it the most. Like we right. exhausted overthinking together. yeah
1: That's it that's another thing is that Erin and I both have anxiety. So Mm -hmm. we're great for each other because she knows when I'm having a panic attack and knows exactly what to say. And yep. it's and vice versa, you know, it's just like, you're going to be, f- breathe, yep. breathe. And usually it's just like rapid texting, like at a yeah. bar, like something happened yep. and like, ah, but you know, like it, the, the one it's
2: like, I don't know if you guys ever send that like one, like if you like hear something or something happens and you just say the other person, like you type the other person's name in all caps and nothing else. Like it's just Anna. <laughs> and it's like, usually like a 30 seconds. Cause I'm typing Two paragraphs, but it's like usually that's like the first like. I just see the ellipses. Whoa! (laughs) Alert! Anna. All caps. Oh god! (laughs) Every girl sends that text to someone at some point. Like, oh my god! Right. Stop what you're doing. Look at your phone. Yeah. Right now. Mm -hmm.
0: Well, the two of you just made me feel a thousand times better. I had like a hell of a weekend. I wasn't even gonna talk about this, but. Saturday night, so of these three girls that I've had falling outs with, I think part of it, I saw you at the bar at the end of the night, and I'm like, Anna, I think we need to be honest about female friendships because Molly and I are always like so gung-ho, and we want to elevate women's voices, and we make it sound like that's such an easy thing to do, when in fact there's plenty of infighting that I've had with women in my lives. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I guess these three falling outs, right, one was high school, one was college, one was in adulthood. Saturday night at the sort of late show, I saw the high school girl no, no, the college girl. Sunday at the road race, I saw the high school girl. Oh. Monday today, I look at cool. the sub list. Yep. <laughs> the adult person is subbing in our... And I was like, oh,
1: my God, they're all following me. You got the triple whammy. <laughs> yeah, I, I did.
0: It occurred to me that maybe it's something that I need to address. And as I reflect more and more, I think all of them stem back to the same thing. And it's me prioritizing my romantic relationships over those friendships. Mm-hmm. And that's oh. not the right thing
3: to do. You but know? it's, like, amazing that you, like see
0: that
2: but you're yeah it only yeah. took like, me a sure. decade hey, I mean well that's the we thing like learn. you're growing well, up into is, a different person yeah. that's it's all about like growing like this exactly. is who you are now to see it later
3: and I don't think that that's uncommon like I don't think that you are like <laughs> oh, <it's not. laughs> like I, I think that that's that. something that happens often and it's also something that does not that that happens and you don't realize it's happening mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because you do have to think of yourself and like and
1: prioritize your life yeah. you know you're happy well, so yeah. that's a good thing and you want to focus on a good thing so sometimes the other good things fall to the wayside so that reminds me of um like Lauren and Heidi Lauren Conrad and Heidi Montag
3: <laughs> right but that was it like that was really like what that stemmed from was that and it wasn't like it wasn't like oh I'm jealous you of a boyfriend or so or that it was that like Lauren genuinely thought that Spencer Pratt was like a bad person <laughs> I mean, and that was he wears crystals <laughs> that he ha- he did it when they started. I was just talking about Spencer Pratt and his crystals yesterday. But I think about that a lot, like what happened to them, and because I do think that they grew apart genuinely in the way that we talk about. And it was like a TV show, but I think that right. they were friends. Like, I mean, you, know, you have to be yeah. when you spend that much time yeah. together, too. you know um, and that seemed to be because, like Adrina had. Bad Your boy knowledge of too. this is a
2: wild to me. Like, that. do you want to
3: just give us a little a Hills? Like, oh yeah, okay. um, we're talking about the Hills. MTV's yeah. The Hills. It was a spin off of Laguna Beach. It centered around Lauren Conrad and her friendships with um, Heidi Montag and Audrina Patridge and Whitney Port, who she worked with. And it was their, you know, the trials of and travails of their like lives as young, twenty-somethings, uh, very wealthy twenty-somethings like in yeah. Los Angeles. Yeah, but. One of the major dramatic arcs of the show was that Heidi and Lauren's friendship ended because Heidi was really prioritizing her relationship with this guy Spencer who like, to be fair, not only Lauren thought was like garbage. Everyone else did too. They are still together. They recently had a child, Some which is nuts. Um, I can see in
2: the tabloids in the grocery store enough to know that. Yeah, yeah. But that's but, uh, how. I, that's what. That's where like yeah. I get my updates. And then my sister and I like amazing. The one thing my I have a real sister. Oh
1: yes,
2: <laughs> um, my younger sister Kira. Um, she and I like had this one core thing where we just trash on the Kardashians. Like it's the one as you like do. strain of entertainment. <laughs> like we will like text each other updates. Like as it comes up on Buzzfeed, like or
3: just like <laughs> I've taken pictures of the magazines at. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah. In line. Yeah, that's
2: like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's like our, one of our core things is like though the, the Kardashians specifically.
1: And I think with, you know, the Kardashians or Hills, things like this, these reality shows, the reason why they're so popular is because people can relate to them. Mm -hmm. So they see, you know, Lauren Conrad going through a friend breakup and they're like, I just went through that with my friend, you know, you're, you know, a million dollars rich and on the beach, but like (laughs) I can see myself in you, you know, and that's, that's why those TV shows are so successful because it thrives on the drama that we experience in our everyday lives. And like you said, people maybe don't necessarily talk about it all that often, but Mm -hmm. we all experience it. You know, I, I remember vicious girls in middle school just oh, vicious yeah. and like me having to learn at a very young age poise and like to just kind of let it roll off my back because what else are you gonna do am I gonna get into a physical fight like I could if I needed to believe me well, didn't you talk about a, a, a g-town stomp <laughs> There's g-town stomp. G-town there's, stomp a, there's stomp. a there's a, yeah, there's, a there's a split between <laughs> house
2: neck off the main street and the other places germantown which is the projects which is Like, not an awesome place to be, but, like, there was, like, a fighting thing because, like, in Quincy, like, girls still got in fights, like, boys still, like, they still, they go to this, there's this one, um, like, it's called a dike. it's a, like, a big mound of dirt that's, like, a trail that lines where the big separation between the marsh and the road is so it doesn't overflood, but people will go to the dike and beat the crap out of each other, like, that was a normal thing. And it's just like, we can't do that now. That's assault. Right, Well, especially,
1: I mean, like, it was wild. Like, I probably could have if I needed to, but, like, I I just, you know, I was raised to, you know, use your words first. So, you know, I had to kind of, take a lot of things and let them roll off my back, even though, you know, I would go home very upset every day. Eventually, you know, you grow into, you know, a more mature person. And I think that sort of stems back to where you got into fights with people too. It's yeah. like, you just weren't on the same maturity level. But even then some people are just like forever. There's like one yeah. middle school <laughs> moment that like, I like
2: it like, is stuck to me like bad gum. Like it's, I remember we it would be the three of us and like normally me and my cousin were very close and then you know this other girl would come in, she needed to be the dominant personality. So they'd play this game where they would spit into a bottle cap and mix sprite in it and they would like just look at me and be like, You're gonna drink this. Like there were just like some like just some girls being like sober like and these are like these weird pocket memories. Like I had to have been like thirteen, like but where like a girl to assert dominance instead of just wanting to be friends, like was so aggressively just brutal. Like I, and they would just, both of them would stand there and be like, drink the spit. Like, what are you going to do? Like, or you can go home. We don't want to play with you if you're not going to be here. And I like, it's, it's like bad gum. That's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, like it right. just sticks to you. And like, I think about how I interact with other women now. And especially like I have one niece and I have four nephews. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want my niece to be that person. Right. Right. And it's just the mean girl. Don't be the (laughs) mean girl. There's no reason. Like, because I'm sure, like, you know, both those people are very different now. But if they were both to be listening, I don't know if they're going to remember that one
1: moment. It's so easy to be kind and to choose kindness. Mm -hmm. But, you know, when even now, it's it it can also be really easy to fall into like getting really clicky and kind of, you know, nasty. Like, we're going to spill the tea about this person. And, you know, like, that's just it's it's tough because you don't want to, you want to, you want to Connect with everyone like, and you don't, you don't want, want to, to ruin it. I don't want to, I don't want to niche anybody off or ostracize anyone. You know, it's, yeah. it's about, we, we're all humans. We all yeah. want to just be respected and loved and adored. Right. And so, especially
2: like, in like our most awkward moments. Like,
0: right. It's, it's special. Two of the core things that all humans share are our want of security and then also our want of power. And sometimes those two things mm. conflict. Oh, oh, yeah. Absolutely. Especially when you're 13 years old <laughs> yeah. or whatever, you know? Yeah. But these relationships are hard work and that's like anything else is hard work. You know, our mental health is hard work.
1: Mm, yeah. Mass Foodies curates exclusive events and publishes thought-provoking content for the food-centric person. When asking yourself where to eat tonight, turn to MassFoodies.com to see what's happening in the Massachusetts food scene. That's massfoodies.com.
2: It's not just slapping a face mask on and taking a bath, mm-hmm. but like, there's yeah. also like real conversations that happen. Like when you slap that face mask on and when you take that bath, like it's not just like <laughs> yeah. the, the beautiful Instagram photo of it. Right. It's like, like, there's real things going on behind that photo. Like I'm thinking about my life right now. Right. Every picture's worth a thousand words yeah. that I probably texted
1: to Aaron yep. and didn't put on the Instagram <laughs> posts, you know, like, oh, what is the meaning of this bath cocktail, Anna? Well, let me tell you. (laughs) you. I got this sex message, and there
2: were three periods at the end of this. Tell me.
1: Honest. Yeah, we're we're each other's analysts sometimes because therapy can be expensive, so it's really great to have those best friends that you can kind of vent to when maybe you don't have that outlet or Mm -hmm. you don't have a professional to talk to. It's so important to have a good friend to kind of confide in that can maybe sometimes clock you when you need to be clocked, too. No one needs a yes man. That's, like, my biggest thing. Like, there are people who can, like, genuinely
2: comfort you in that moment like I know when she needs to be comforted and then later like a few days later we'll have a conversation and be like let's actually go back and talk about that I think that goes back a little bit to
3: like I I think that is so great and then on the other hand it's like you talked a little bit about how you had a friendship where on the other side the person maybe needed to seek like professional Mm -hmm. help because you can't then become like you can't be the you can't be the only thing that the the only outlet for that person because like you have to have you have to save your own mental energy um and so that can be really hard making that that decision that cut yeah yeah. it's
2: it's a brutal cut especially if you need to cut someone off because that's also like you know you're going to be called selfish you're going to be called self-centered all those things and it's like no If I want to make it out of this, I need to take care of me because this is making me very sick with you. And if I'm, if we're both very sick, this isn't going to help.
3: And then it's also like, I'm not a professional. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, how do we proceed? (laughs) Like, right. Like I'm, I'm happy to talk to you and support you, but like, it's going to be better for you Mm -hmm. to not have even just like one person to lean on.
0: I think vulnerability can be a beautiful thing. Yeah, definitely mm-hmm. but for us working on this podcast together I think has been a good thing for our friendship like sharing a big project yeah. you know yeah. and, and having to like take
3: opportunities to like be honest and give or take criticism or critique rather not like yeah because right. yeah. we're not like like Sarah you sucked <laughs> today like, uh, like
2: but it is like
3: because then it is and I think that it's something that has helped me like you were saying like being more aware of just like You know things that you might need to work on, or what you are good at too, like your strengths. And so I think that that is, I think it's, yeah,
0: I think it's really helpful. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Now, one of your strengths, Anna, is talking about body positivity and putting Uh. yourself out there. I want to talk more about your burlesque career. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Burlesque
1: career. I love the sound of that. Last time we talked, you (laughs)
0: called it a passion
1: project gone amazingly right. Yeah. How did your burlesque troupe form? So my burlesque troupe formed out of a group of amazing female friends so I mentioned earlier I got my performing arts degree um, from Salem State University and while I was there I was cast in a play called Cabaret. So, me what play Anna? Uh, a musical <laughs> called Cabaret it's a Candor and Ebb musical set in 1930s Berlin in like a seedy cabaret. And Did you play Sally? Oh no <laughs> no I oh, played I Hilga. Oh, okay Hilga. cool. Yeah so I was one of the Kit Kat club girls and it's set in a cabaret club you know, in Berlin. (laughs) So um, in the audition, basically, you know, we were doing the the choreography and this was the last callback, like you were going to get in or you weren't. And, you know, I'm a curvy lady and I'm in this audition and I'm the only curvy lady in my dance group. And I'm like, I have to stand out from these six other girls. So we get to the end of the choreography, and I whip my shirt off, and I throw it at the director.
2: <laughs> <laughs> she <laughs> so has something on under her shirt. I had,
1: like, a bra, like, a sports bra, because, you know, yeah. it, was a, it was a dance callback. Yes. But, like, I whipped off the shirt, I threw it at the director, and I was on the cast list ne- the next day. So, mm-hmm. like, it was definitely a, a experiment in being bold and, like, seeing if you get what you want by shooting your shot. And I did, and it was the scariest thing I ever
2: did. I remember there was this one text she sent me, and she was like, it was after you had gotten on, and you were like, oh, my God, I have to buy boots. (laughs) And it was like we had this like two day like text conversation about like I like myself in these boots have you seen these boots? And, like, te- like just pictures and pictures of her, like, going shopping, like, and all these boots on her legs. And you you were just, like, so it was just, like, this big, like, bomb went off in her head. And she's, like, I'm sexy. And I was, it like, yeah! It, it I was, was, like, it so It really excited. was. Because, like, you know, I, <laughs> like, you spend
1: years being told by the media, being told mm-hmm. by, you know, the girls in school, the that guys boat. in school, yeah. the, you know, your mm-hmm. doctor, your family, that you don't look a certain way. Mm-hmm. And... It's funny because, like, looking back on it, I always thought I looked kind of good in a mirror, but everybody else is telling me something different. And finally, in that moment, I was like, no, nah, I have to look good because otherwise I'm not going to get into this play. Yep. And I really wanted to get into the play. <laughs> I'm a musical theater freak, as Molly knows. Yes. So, like, I was down to get in. And we got in and we had to create this world of, you know... CD cabaret and yeah. so it's a lot of scantily clad fun <laughs>
3: seen any version yeah. of cabaret especially like the stage show um even the like the most recent revival the women who play the girls in the kit club are real thin like sinewy like they all have the same like it's a Fossy body right it, yes, yes they all have Fossy <laughs> bodies and yeah. so to be the person who's like
1: no yeah. <laughs> it was it wait was a minute r- <laughs> amazing production because there were so many different shapes mm-hmm. and um, uh, amazing abilities which is probably more yeah. true to what it was like in pre. World exactly. War II, exactly. like, Weimar Germany. like That's exactly why I got cast, too, is he was trying to have all these different things, and, like, we were all modeled after different kinks and things, and it was it was an incredible production. We should bring it on tour, Peter Sampieri. I'm just throwing that out there. We, we joke with him all the time that we would all do it back again in an instant. Anyway, so I got cast in it as well as my friend Katie, um, and Katie and I did the show, and the next year Katie um, was so interested in you know burlesque and this sort of cabaret scene that she joined a dance troupe called Betsy Feathers, which was a North Shore, or is a North Shore based um, burlesque troupe. And she did some shows with them for about a year and was so inspired by the art form that she wanted to create her own troupe. And so she reached out to me and a few other lovely ladies um, that did cabaret or like, we're just, yeah, exactly. We're <laughs> 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 different musical, Molly. <laughs> Same idea. Yeah, exactly. So, um, uh, yeah, we kind of came together. We started rehearsing in Katie's living room for our first show, and we put together a birthless show and troop kind of by the seat of our pants using like our own underwear and things Mm -hmm. like that and everyone learned how to sew literally yeah (laughs) well we we have we all have the theater degrees so we know how to do it all we just had to do it, and so that's kind of how the troupe began, and we've been booking shows at Opus in Salem ever since. We've done a sh- few shows out here in Worcester. We did the tattoo convention this past so you're September. Doing it again, right? Yeah, we have yeah. a show at Ralph's. Um, it's only going to be about half of us because some are on vacation, and yeah, it's it's a lot to get people out here from Salem. Um, but we're going to be doing a show at Ralph's on April 20th. So oh, it's gonna that's be cool. coming yeah. up. Yeah, it's coming up. So no. be March
2: is over. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know.
1: I, <laughs> I did want to ask.
0: The last time I interviewed you for Worcester Magazine, the tagline you gave me about the Baphomets was that you're a team of sultry dancers who like to shimmy, shake, electrify, and
1: horrify. Why horror? Horror. So that was sort of where um, Katie wanted to create her own troupe because Katie's really into um, like psychological thrillers and old horror, horror. movies and gore. Mm-hmm. And there's a whole category of burlesque called gorelesque, and we kind of fall into that and neo burlesque where we're, you know, using maybe some the old glamour moves like ostrich feather fans and glitzy shoes and costumes, but then we're adding blood packets and, um, you know, makeup to make us look like zombies and we're, you know, ripping open spleens on stage and it gets really kind of campy, B-rate horror movie, but in a funny, sexy way. So we try to find the humor in the sexy as well as the gross in the sexy.
2: burlesque goes in like many different ways. I sent this to
1: Anna the other day, but I found this thread on Facebook
2: and it was like... Muppet Burlesque <laughs> oh it was incredible. <laughs> I, incredible I like someone like I saw it pop up on my feed I don't know who it was or like it had to have been like someone in high school posted it whatever because that's where face. that's what lives on your Facebook feed it's like yeah. all the people you knew from high school and your weird aunts um, sorry NeNe I love you <laughs> <laughs> I but, um, Facebook <laughs> but it was like Muppet themed burlesque and I said I was like looking through they're it they're all was, wearing like
1: giant meat like, heads and all. the, the thing
2: cool. is though like but they were professionally doing it they were making it what they wanted it to be if it Good. had to be yeah. Muppets I mean
1: they look like they did. and there's yeah. like there's an audience for that yeah. there's an audience for everything exactly, exactly. Yeah. that's the the beautiful thing about burlesque too is you can do basically whatever you want
0: how do you balance your professional career with
1: performance So, I'm lucky right now where I'm working in the performing arts for a long time. Like Sarah mentioned, we worked in restaurants together, and I love the industry, and it was grand, and I met so many people through it, but I I was feeling really artistically starved. Like, I was doing the burlesque, but I needed more, and so, like I said, I got the job here at the Hanover, which has been amazing, because I get to see all these beautiful shows, and I get to spend time in this space, which is just so cool, and then I also work as a ballroom dance teacher, so that's been really fun. I've been learning how to ballroom dance on top of choreographing my own stuff for burlesque, on top of you know learning the ins and outs of a you know gorgeous theater. So it's been really interesting to kind of keep all the plates it spinning. Kinda, it kind of balances, it, like
2: especially with her, it kind of balances everything out because you know like she's the things that she's doing for money. She it's going to supplement the things she does for like herself. Right. For like for that's the big thing. Fashion, like, yeah. yeah. Exactly.
0: Now I know you've made a career shift recently as well to kind of accommodate more of a, a typical schedule. A
2: life. Yeah. yeah. There's like a lot of stuff so um in the last I don't know it's been 5 or 6 months now um I and I'm I'm going to I haven't like formally said this word um, I've retired from cooking professionally. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to call it retired as much as I would love to go back. Oh, my God, breaking news. I know, breaking news. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, I still, like, help out where I can. Like, people call me whatever needs to happen. Like, I'm going to do some stuff at the farm school coming up um, in Athol, and I'm going to keep going back to, like, some other programs I help out. But um, I pulled my sciatic nerve in my back, lifting an animal that was a little too big for me. Um, And it was something, like, we were going through this thing. Me and my boyfriend were, like, you know, we are like, hey we love each other let's do the best we can he was working third shift at the time so he would go to work at 10 p.m. and get home at 6:30 a.m. and I was working you know eight to close and it was just like we didn't see each other it was it was brutal because we liked each other so much and it was just like what am I going to do um and then we had to move and it was just like okay I got some financial stuff going on with my family right now, too. Both my... I mentioned, if you watched Chopped episode, both of my parents. Say, uh-huh. Yeah. Um, my parents work for the same company, and my mom's been there longer. She's been there for 36 years, and she got her... Like this impending slip, like saying, "Hey, we moved, the, we uh, sold this company, and we're gonna move, and everyone's out of a job." So they're just sitting there waiting to get their pink slip. Like they can't go get another job. She's gonna, she'd be forfeiting a 36-year right. um, severance package, which right. you can imagine is enormous. <laughs> um, but we like went through all this stuff, and I was like, I, I can't do this. Like as much as I love this stuff, I, I love cooking. Don't get me wrong, I love it. But I was at the point where like, I feel like a lot of other young especially female professionals in the restaurant industry, they won't because it's like, it's such a men, it's still a man heavy industry. Like Mm -hmm. we can't say we're tired and we need a break. Like I remember I worked at this one job in Dorchester and I like had this like complex where I was afraid to like let my boss see that I was eating or drinking water because he like kind of make this weird comment. And it was like a weird thing. Like for me too, like it was very bizarre, but he like, he's like, Oh, you taking another break? and i like was like you know what i'm just going to let you see me work myself to death i don't right. want you to yeah. ever think that i can stop and i was like on this just incredible train of like not taking care of my body or like my mental health and i was like no like my hobby for my hobby for the past 10 years has been work i haven't had other hobbies right. <laughs> <laughs> like And I made this change and it was just like, okay, this is what it is. And it's been like a, it's, it's been a surprisingly, surprisingly like rocky transition. Like I went from working so many hours a week and now I work 40 hours a week. I get paid for my overtime. I have to take a half-hour break every day. I have benefits. I get paid hourly, which is the first time I've been paid hourly in... Like ever since stop-and-shop days. <laughs> <laughs> like stop that, one and time, shop. that one time I was briefly up like for two weeks, uh, bagger a bagger at stop-and-shop <laughs> and then quit and then go, went and worked at a, as a dishwasher. <laughs> I was like, this is my thing. But yeah, no, it uh, was like this huge transitional change where I was like, okay, now I have to figure out like how to ha- have friends, like how to take care of my body. Like I have my first doctor's appointment in two years coming up. Like, and that's just, that's we're very proud
1: of you for making, but I know like (laughs) (laughs) it's like, you
2: have no idea. Like all these things happening and like making that transition. And it was like one of those things I remember, like I was like texting Anna and like, there was like a lot of like hard conversations that I had with my mom, with my boyfriend, with my sister, with Anna. Like, I was like, what if I'm making the wrong decision? Like, what if like, I'm just being like, what if I'm being like a weak little baby about this and I should just tough it through. And then It was just like, it's, it was a surrounding, like like, every single one was like, no, you are not making the wrong decision. Like food is lovely. And being in the restaurant and hospitality is really lovely, but it's, there's like a lot of unspoken, like bad things that happen to you and your body and your friends and your life and your finances and your health and everything that no one talks about mm-hmm. and i was done with that like i would like to be married i asked justin to marry me all the time um, <laughs> it's like a very frequent thing
3: Justin, marry marry aaron uh, please
2: do <laughs> hashtag justin there was a, a great i don't know whether
0: i should call it an op-ed but it was by the owner of joe beef recently yeah and I was really moved by that. Just the idea that we've standardized a lot of the excess in our lives, especially when
2: you're working in the service mm-hmm. industry. And that doesn't have to be the way yeah, it has right. It be. doesn't have to be. But, you know, like in order to get things done, people have kind of deemed like this is actually how it's going to be. Like it's I, I like hate saying this word, but like it's it's a little slave like, like the way like you are just chained to your job. Like I my first week at um, Whole Foods, I remember I was trying to, you know, I, I was hired on as a, as a manager at Whole Foods and I was trying to get my work email onto my phone. I was trying to download the app. You know, I can see the schedules on one app and then I was trying to download the other one to get my email. And I texted my boss frantically. I was like, Oh my God, it won't let me in. Like, I'm so sorry. I can't answer any emails. And he just like, he didn't answer. And then I'm of course I'm like spinning out of control. I'm like, Oh my God, he's going to fire me. I've already <laughs> lost my job. Like, I don't know how to be an adult. And then he talked to me the next day. He's like, no, he's like, so I don't know how you did this before, but your work email is for when you are at work. They yeah. like he's like the company does not want you accessing your work email when you are not at work. We are not paying you to answer those emails until mm-hmm. you're there. And I was like, oh. <sighs> <laughs> like I like didn't know how to handle it. Yeah, like I was like, like anxiously checking my phone, yeah. like I was waiting for text, like something bad was gonna happen. I have to come in. Someone called out. Someone's like hung
1: over. All these things, and I'm like courtesy yeah. <laughs> yeah for sure like, um, but also separate like having work life separation keeping yep. that balance it's it's definitely really hard i guess with any career you know to kind of balance your friends and your romantic relationships and you know social events and your work and mm-hmm. it's it's so much it's kind of a relief seeing you kind of balance <laughs> yeah, and like not I actually just, not looking like oh, i'm dead
3: yeah. <laughs> um and helen peterson wrote a piece for buzzfeed it was about how millennials are where the burnout generation yep. because that's we, we work ourselves t- to yeah. death, like, because yeah. that's, that's all we, we can do, too. But it's also, I was actually talking with a friend of mine yesterday. I was talking just a little bit about, I'm like, you know, I work two jobs. I do a lot of other stuff on the side. I have this, this, and this going on. And he's like, you and every single other person I know, like, all of our friends, he's, he lives, and he actually lives in Quincy. <laughs> now, he just moved to Quincy. Um, from, he was in Watertown. But all of our friends in the Boston area, he's like, that's what we're all going through. Yeah because we were yeah. talking about I was like catching up with some of our other friends like seeing what they were up to and it was the same exact thing where it's just like millennials are just working themselves yep. like that about the hustle,
0: sure. I don't know if it's the right time to bring this up cuz I know all you got was a t-shirt oh. but <laughs> yeah I almost yeah, everything <laughs> your side hustle though is pretty <laughs> it, it was neat that you still got to showcase your skills as a female butcher yeah. even amidst all this transition can you tell us how you ended up on
2: Chopped. So Chopped was an accident. That's why I like to start up So um, the first time I started talking about um, like Chopped that everything was happening so I was helping out with the first Chopped Worcester um, that was at in the white room at Crompton mm-hmm. and I was working like with Alina and I was like hey oh, Alina Eisenhower who previously owned Sweet which is now where Simjang is. Former guest of hey. our show of yeah. our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so like she had jokingly mentioned to me she was like oh I mean would you ever like want to do Chopped and I was like yeah Sure, whatever. And I was like more so interested in like I was trying to talk to some other people because I wanted to plan another event for Jeremiah's in because I was super moved by what it was and that like I've always kind of gravitated towards like doing things for like women, especially. Like this is Jeremiah Jeremiah's in is something that benefits women directly. Not that men aren't important, but like sit down please. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, sure. <laughs> But, so, you know, we talked about it, Chopped Worcester went by, whatever, and I remember it was Columbus Day, and Comer's Beck was closed, and we got this call, like, I was in there, like, doing some cleaning and some some work, and we got this call, and they were like, oh, it's for Chopped, and I was like, okay, it's probably going to be another Chopped Worcester, so I, like, I'm talking to this person on the phone, and I'm thinking it's for Chopped Worcester, so I'm, like, talking about how, like, I want to do all this community stuff, and, like, (laughs) I, like, sounded like an angel. It was (laughs) ridiculous, like, how, like, like important it was to me, all the stuff. And like, at the end of the conversation, they're like, wow, sounds great. We're going to, we're going to send this to the network. I'm like, what? The local news network? Yeah, like and they story. were just like, no, this is the food network for like the show top. And I was like, <gasps> I, I like, I'm on the Hello? landline and I was like, hold on, you're breaking up. And I put it down. And I like had to like walk away from the phone. I was like,
1: what did I just 10? do? <laughs>
2: and then like, we ended up, that was Columbus Day. And then we went and shot in um, February and it, like, just happened, like, really quickly. Like, it was, you know, like, I Googled a hundred things, like, how to do it. Um, and it was just, like, this whirlwind thing that happened. I remember, so if you haven't seen the episode, uh, one of the guest judges is, like, one of my personal... Um, like, she's, like, a goddess I was going to gonna say, I
3: think you called her the, the, meat, meat, goddess. the, meat, goddess, the meat goddess. yeah. Her yeah. name's
2: Carrie Underly. She's one of the only women to own some kind of culinary, like, school. It's uh, the Chicago School of Butchery. And so it's not just, like, a culinary academy. It's the School of Butchery. It's, like,
3: your thing. It's, yeah. like,
2: <laughs> so my thing. And, like, I own all of her books. And I remember the night before when we were, like, getting ready. So I had to, like, be up at, like, like 4.30 in the morning because we had to meet a, meet somewhere. And then you get brought to the studio for the whole event. And, um... I saw that she had like, I follow her obviously on social media platforms because I love her so much. And she had checked in in New York city and I looked at my boyfriend. I was like, okay, I'm going to lose. And he was like, what? I was like, if they think this is a female butcher and like they, they think that I'm this kind of butcher I'm good but that woman is perfect I was like I'm out the first round I'm like this is it but um, I was just like I accept it I'm like that's fine like cause like I was just I was just like I'm gonna lose and that's okay like um, I had like greatness. just like I was like <laughs> this is it and then um, we were walking in and you know we saw the other girls and I was like turned around and I was like I know who the guest I know who the guest judge is mm-hmm. and the, the girl um, the assistant who was bringing us in um, she was like what do you mean how do you know because that's that would be a breach of contract, yeah. and I would have been disqualified. And I was like, "It's Carrie Underly." And she's like, "How do you know that?" I'm like, "So I follow her, and she's like my idol. And she checked in in New York City, and she's usually in Chicago. And there's no other reason. There's no expo going on. Right. And they're just like, and look at, us. and they're just yeah. and like the thing is too, right. like the crazy part. The other three girls didn't know who she was. And I'm like, "You guys, like, I'm like, I was like going on like <laughs> a, on a fanatic about it. I was like, <laughs> you guys don't understand. So we got in there, and I saw her, and I remember we got into that the the Equester room where you see us all." sitting down at that table and I was just like I'm more nervous about cooking for this woman <laughs> than like, like the entire thing right. and
3: being on tv yeah, yeah it
1: was it was like one of those well things. you look good they had you like on point with, yeah
3: like
2: aesthetics I
1: was, anyway.
3: I, actually that was one of my one of my like many <laughs> notes is that I was I loved how you expressed yourself like with
2: with like with, the rip, like, the, 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 the and the yeah. in the headband, the yeah, headband. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, it's like one of those things where like I have so aggressively had to be a kitchen worker. I've had to be a line cook. I've had to be a dishwasher. I've had to do these things. And I had been working for a long time to also having to be me. In, like, whatever way, like, you know, a lot of times, like, if you see, like, a lot of photos, like, one of those intros is, like, I look tired. Like, one of the first things I noticed is, like, I was, like, I look really tired there. And that's, like, one of those things. When we were watching it at SimJang, I was, like, having this moment of, like, doubt. And I was just, like, watching myself, like, the way they edited it and everything was beautiful. But I was, like, did I make the wrong decision changing my career? Like, seeing how great I was. And I was, like, you know what? No, I'm, like, because I can see how tired and not healthy I look there but like when we got there I was just like okay they're like you know you know no excessive jewelry and I was like can I wear a headband they're like actually we're gonna ask you if you would wear red lipstick because there's one photo on my Instagram of um Ellen Benson and um oh my god I'm so sorry Robin Robin Clark I forgot Robin's name for a (laughs) second Robin I love you I'm sorry Um, but the three of us at um, Worcester's Top Chef um, and the three of us are wearing red headbands and red lipstick because we so desperately wanted to stand out because like we wanted to make our presence known they're like no like that's a really powerful image can you wear red lipstick Mm -hmm. to the show and I was like yes I can
3: that note of
0: femininity like that Mm -hmm. like very like yeah yeah well, I liked how you made everything very accessible. Like at one point, you were like mortadella, you know, the fancy bologna. <laughs> yeah, but yes. I didn't. I was hoping that you could explain to me about rendering fat because they said for two uh, of your dishes there was too much fat, and then oh, the last no, dish they said there wasn't enough fat. So the thing is with
2: that show, there were other um, there were other rules involved with it. So like the first round, um, the first round was the uh, short loin, and we weren't supposed to use the tenderloin. We just wanted the New York rib, and that's That's something I mean, the New York strip. And that's something like I genuinely love about that steak. I like it super rare. Um, And if other people who know me, I actually like as a butcher, I don't like beef that much. I rarely eat it. I have an iron deficiency. It's an issue and it's kind of ironic. (laughs) (laughs) I'm working on it. But um, no, there are like some if I do eat like red meat, I'm eating it super rare because I also grew up like eating game. That's the thing I eat a lot of venison growing up. Um, But it's like. That round, I was like, that that was fine. I was happy with that. And then the second round was like, so one of the things they said, they wanted you to cut to the muscle. They didn't want you to cut it up. They didn't want you to grind it. They wanted you to do something like, you know, like showcase the muscles. And I was like, okay, I can make a roulade. And I like knew immediately, I was like, they're going to bust my butt for this because the shoulders were super small and they only gave us one each. And I was like, this is dumb. This is super dumb. <laughs> and I was just like, okay. And then, like, you know, like Elise did the ragu. And then it was funny. Uh, Judy, who got out the second round, um, the Teresa recipe, she did. So her boss was my co-worker at the butcher shop in Boston um, when she was – she no wow. longer is at Stavenor's, but – Chris Walker, who now is the head butcher at Savinor, so we worked together, and that chorizo recipe somehow got passed along. That was my chorizo recipe. <laughs> we like talked about it like in the side room. I was like, "That's my recipe." <laughs> but like, yeah, she like did her own spin on it, and like, like we've like, I also like talked to all three of them now, which is like something I never had in my life. I never talked to other female butchers. Um, but uh, it was just like. Okay, that's what's happening. And then the last round, I one of those moments where I was like, I should have gone with my first instinct. I wanted to make schnitzel so bad. And they were just like, do something with the muscle. And I was just like, and one of the things I told myself I wasn't going to do was like I wasn't going to make a sausage because I take time on sausages. And I like wanted to not do that. And then sure enough, I like second-guessed myself the last second and made sausage. Oh. And, <laughs> and there wasn't enough fat in it. It was just like one of those things like – personal choices like also what are you going to do in that crunch time like mm-hmm. I would put like to, right. to, to get ready for it I made family meal every single day and I timed myself doing like stupid things like how long did it take me to cut up this onion like I would look at that kind of stuff like and like time myself not necessarily cooking because I didn't know until we got there that it, there was no dessert round yeah they told us like oh, the third yeah. round Dang. like that was yeah. like that was like the biggest right. surprise in the fact that it was 45 minute rounds which is great because they, we had to finish also like doing the butcher challenge right. before we could start cooking
3: so it was so, different like,
2: yeah, it was different, but like rendering the fat was like one of those things. It was like important to me. One, like if you see, I so I stole all the cast iron pans all three rounds. I don't feel bad about it. And I remember like,
3: specifically at one point being like, I threw it right into the cast iron. Yeah, like, yeah, I think it was the yeah. second round you're like, and it like zoomed in on yeah. it. Like, no, the,
2: I only know how to cook in cast irons. Metal's dumb. Um. Metal is dumb. You heard Metal it here is first. You <laughs> heard it here first. Cast iron forever. Um, but like to be able to cook from that animal, like, The first thing I did was like take off all hard fats and I was like, this is the thing I'm cooking with. I'm taking that extra step to show that like I'm using the entire animal because that's like the whole point of being a butcher. Like people like especially, you know, we vaguely mentioned like uh, I was talking earlier about like PETA. Um, My thing, my biggest thing about like loving being a butcher is the history that goes behind it. If you think about broad terms, you had like thousands of people died. Figuring out how to make sausage and salami and prosciutto and all these delicious things that we love so much, thousands of people died just like getting sick off botulism or like whatever food. (laughs) No, like really, like rancid meat. Like you know, like whole like like whole families would like die because they were famished because they didn't know how to like properly cure and like figure it out yet. And the fact that someone's like a group of like an entire generation now because it's got has this like revival, but like we dedicated to still using every single part and, like, paying homage to all those people who, like, may I emphasize, really, like, people just died because they didn't know <laughs> right. how to do it. <laughs> like, yeah. there was no surviving. But, like, that was, like, my favorite part and, like, to be able to, like, be around other girls who did it because I didn't know other girls who did it. Yeah. I was just, like, this one weirdo who would, like, get harassed <laughs> online dating sites. Like,
1: I, like, we had to, like, say those. I just, like. Yeah. I was, like, yeah. there were t- t- key, like, pickup lines that I would. I would just get from her. It wouldn't be, like, oh God, preface, no. this was from a Tinder guy. It'd be just the line I, in quotation yeah. marks. And I'm like, whoa, so that's like, bold. The, the level, <laughs> for me, too. That's yeah, the level me. of harassment
2: I would get, like, Obnoxious. to my face, like, as a butcher, like, at, like, other butcher shops and, like, other places online. Like, it was hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, talk about mm-hmm. not being able to make friends. Like, people would be like, you're gross. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That was one of the specific awesome.
3: things, yeah, that I picked up on because I I watch a lot of Chopped. Like, except like I that watched was actually chopped the last time excess. I've watched
2: it. I didn't watch it like since I aired it, and then yeah. well, since I recorded it, and then the first time since then was watching it at Simjing, and I still have not watched it since. Yeah.
3: I would say that I would say like it like on average I watch like five to twelve episodes of
2: like, Chopped <laughs> a week. That's
3: Like a like in a week, like at least I'll just go home and watch like three episodes of Chopped, like old like. Cause I, it's like my, it's, <laughs> it's very, very comforting yeah. to me, but <laughs> one of the things that I really picked up on in this episode, because they do show you guys in that space yeah. um, and you can really tell, like watching it most of the time you can say, okay, like these people probably didn't talk at all yeah. outside of cooking, like outside of like when they were forced into this room, they mm-hmm. said like two things to each other. Or you can tell, like you could really tell in this episode that you guys had bonded, especially like towards the end, like you and Elise. Yeah. When
2: like, like, I've been up to see Elise since too. Like she's in yep. Portland at the Rosemont Market, but like there was like one of the most important things to me. Like we we kind of talked about it earlier when we were checking the sound, but um, when we were miking everyone up before the show. So one of the things they do to check the sound is like you know they need you to talk yep. in like different volumes, and I had been picked to go first to get mic'd up, and they're like, I was like, they're like, well, you just need to talk. I'm like, all right, what am I going to talk? about like I'm like so tired and so early and I'm so nervous like and they're like well okay what's your signature dish and I was like in that moment I was like okay I could set the tone for everyone to be a huge like jerk to each other or I could just not do that because that sounds really bad so I literally described like you know we're getting ready to do this elite cooking competition I went into great detail about the food that I would cook my cook for myself while I was a little stoned and my boyfriend was asleep because he (laughs) went to like and then it like just set this tone for like all four of us like the the other three girls as they went on like they talked about the food that they make when they're stoned or drunk <laughs> and like that was like
1: Munchies. we were just like,
2: yeah. Fast yeah, was, I was, like I was like I talked about making and eating a family size box of Tostitos like, <laughs> Absolutely. I, like I had like yeah. no issues with that I was like <laughs> (laughs) I want to be friends with you guys. I know there's like 10 grand on the line, but (laughs) like meeting you people is really important to me. So I'm not going to like set the tone for that because that's ridiculous. Like I don't want, I can't do, I don't do well with that You
1: don't want the cattiness. Like it's just not cute. How accurate
0: is the ticking time clock (laughs) where you're like salting the plate at the very end? Okay,
1: so
2: it was the second round. So like when it comes to plating at the end, the first round I plated like early. The second one I did that stupid thing where like, I was, like, oh, my God, this needs a pan sauce. (laughs) And, like, there was, like, a minute left, and, like, it was still hot. And I was, like, okay, I just need to grab this one thing make a pan sauce. And, like, I remember, like, Alex garner like, standing up and screaming at me. She was, like, sit down. And I was, like, oh, my God, I need to do this. Like, I, like, just, like, an autopilot. And I was, like, I don't want to do this ever again. (laughs) But, like, there are some moments, like, I'm, like... I mostly try to use, like, the clock as a tool, like, getting the strip out, like, because literally I was just taking one piece out and cutting it in half. That's all I was doing. I felt confident in that. But, like, I used it as a timer for a lot of stuff, like, for, like, the lentils in the second round. Like, I was watching the clock and using it as a timer. Yeah, like, like, the grabiche did. in the beginning with the hard-boiled egg, like, I was like, okay, it's this time I'm putting in. I need to pull it at, like, seven minutes. Like, that yep. was, like, I tried to use it as a tool rather than letting it... I didn't want it to scare me because, yep. like... There was a moment too where I like constantly kept saying I was gonna throw up. Um, it's something. <laughs> so it's I mentioned it on. I mentioned it on Seltzer Time. It was when we were getting ready to open up Simjang. Um, it was something that uh, Mike went said a lot. He was like, I'm gonna throw up, but it was like just like, never real. But I said it out of habit from being around him so much, and I was like, and he's the chef he's at the chef at Simjang. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. sorry, sorry, uh-huh. Mikey. Um, <laughs> But I I kept saying it so much, like someone pulled me aside, they're like, So you're saying you're gonna throw up a lot. And I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna throw up and they're like, So we need to know if you actually are And I was like (laughs) I was like, I don't know, I haven't done this before. I haven't been on chopped, I'm not privy to this like this thing happening. You know, there
1: to kinda they know, just were like... Damage control they, they were like, needed it. Yeah, they were exactly. like, can you
2: stop saying it? I was like, I don't know, I don't if, know I if I can. Oh, right. <laughs> but otherwise, like, that entire staff, I don't know if anyone who works on Chop is ever listening to it. Like, they were so supportive. Like, they were so nice. And, like, they also expressed, like, how much, how nice it was to see a group of women who were, who were like, genuinely there for each other through a stressful period, like... The, like I really hope if anyone who worked on that show like with us could yeah. hear this like thank you I'll so send much it to Leke. my friend Mia oh please Shout out Emerson grad hey. Hey. my friend Mia from college <laughs> works on jobs oh hey. really well they were all like so incredible like to be around people like who like were there to like help us calm down and like focus on what we had to do like just and it also express that like we were a group that it made their day at work easier because it was a
0: long day. Well, we're coming to the end of our show, Molly. Did you have any more burning questions as the number one chopped fan? Not at this moment. I just do want to say about the timer because that my mom has like never
3: ever once thought that a chef was gonna finish plating. She tr- it tricks her every time, every single time. She's like, they're not gonna do it, and I'm like, mom, this is all like it's drama. Yeah. She's like, no, no one's gonna finish. So it just reminded me of that. Yeah. It's
2: like, she's like, no, no, no. It gets her finish, every yeah. single time. There's usually like one little thing, like really, like it's like. Like, your table gets so like filled up with stuff. Like if you forget something, a package or something. Like there yeah. is like, I know like someone almost forgot something and like it was like did they just had to move a plate. And it was and underneath. It, there's it. always
3: like that dramatic like they're like, do you have whatever? Or like right after right after that yeah. you're done and then it like zooms out on the person and they're like. <gasps> And they like, no, they see they see what's they, they're like they like, can yeah. you
2: make like those dramatic pieces? And like, they also like, there's like a, probably like 15, 20 minutes, like after the rounds ended, where we're like, we have to like be looking at stuff and they'll like move plates around. So it looks like, like one's one, like crazy piece of bleeding steak on a <sighs> like, cutting board. Like we didn't leave it like that. Right. They need it for yeah. the
0: dramatic for the effect. Yeah. Yes. Yep. So, speaking of drama, I have uh, a few "Would You Rather"s for you guys to answer. They are all brought to us by Allie Hart's Genius Heartbeat oh, yes. newsletter, which we was love formerly it. trashed her list. Yes. She's she's branding herself, <laughs> yes. but it's a a friend of a friend yeah. who has started a really neat pop culture awesome. welcome it's very yeah, fun. pop culture yeah. newsletter. So this week, Jessica Simpson welcomed her third child into the world with husband Eric Johnson. Also, stars Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter announced that they will be bringing their own new baby into the world with the filming of Bill and Ted Face the Music this summer. Would you rather be the daughter of Jessica and Eric
2: or Keanu and Alex? <gasps> oh. Jessica. Because she's got an all-time, uh, like a lifetime like sponsorship from Bumblebee's Food. I was going to say,
1: yeah, <laughs> Chicken of the Sea. Chicken of the Sea.
2: No, it's, yeah out of like survival mode I picked Jessica
3: <laughs> I don't want to be Keanu Reeves' daughter no
2: <laughs> to be very clear I, f- I don't know I feel like Keanu Reeves is like gonna grow up and be the next Liam Neeson like he's like gonna be the next superstar like action be movie dad yeah and he's
1: gonna like I think know. he'd be a cool dad though
3: well he would but like I don't want him don't to, want be to be my dad like I expressly Hannah's don't now. want him to be my dad
0: why you got a thing for Keanu do you not <laughs>
1: Amazing. I know. I would
0: probably Keanu pick Keanu Reeves. Keanu's life, I
3: can't. Keanu has had a tragic, beautiful life, and he has come out of it like a tropical sunflower. Amazing. Yeah. On okay. the other side,
0: I'm going Jessica Simpson.
1: I like Jessica. I like yeah. Jessica too. She's like
0: free spirit. She's she like seems nice the kids do what they want. Yeah.
1: Seems like a kind person. She's I feel like, like she would have been like a really intense stage mom for me, which maybe I would have needed. I don't know. <laughs> We could be in a different theater right now if Jessica Simpson were my mom. (laughs) The Woodstock 50 lineup has
0: been released. Miley Cyrus and Jay-Z will be headlining the 50th anniversary for the Iconic Music Festival this August in Watkins Glen, New York. Would you rather perform with Miley
1: or Jay-Z? Miley. Jay-Z. I feel like I know more Miley material, so like I would do, I would, do, I would like have a better this. performance. But yeah. like, I would want to be on stage with Jay Z. See, I, I feel like yeah. I know
2: more Jay Z than
1: Miley. Wait, is Beyonce gonna be with Jay Z? No, like, you're like you're, in you're, Beyonce's I'm like the Beyonce, place. Yeah. Can I sing Beyonce songs slash do her moves? Can you? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> the <laughs> thing. I don't know. I don't, yeah, no, I gotta go with Miley on this one because she'll at least twerk with me. Yeah. You know.
3: I love Jay, and I think it would be like objectively cooler to be on stage with Jay. I just think that. I I just love Miley Cyrus. Yeah, I know we
1: could pump up a crowd with <laughs> like, Miley. I just want, I just want to be on a stage
3: with Miley. That's all. Yeah.
2: I think she's like got a lot of energy, but like sometimes, like from what I can see of Miley Cyrus, she's got a lot of chaotic energy. Oh yeah. And I'm down I'd for rather it. just like I'd rather roll in with Jay. Yeah, all right. it sounds all right. great.
0: Well, the last question: um, the long-awaited trailer for Toy Story Four was released yes. this week, as well as the trailer for Stranger Things Three. Would you rather be immortalized as a character in Toy Story 4 or Stranger Things 3?
1: Toy Story. Yeah, it was like the Disney kid in me has to say Toy Story. Like, I love Stranger Things. It's spooky and so cool, but Toy Story, man. That being said, like, the fourth iteration of any movie, I'm like, okay. I, like, I don't know what's gonna like beat it.
2: that incinerator scene. Honest,
1: oh, like, I'm like still. I like tears. I don't want to
2: see Toy Story four because I don't know if I'm ready to revisit the trauma of Toy are Story three. Gonna,
3: are you guys gonna bring
2: the Holocaust metaphors <laughs> oh again? We don't I know. know,
1: I know that, that was like a that's major fully theme. what it was. It was, oh, no, no, it was no, yeah, like it was, yeah, wild. It was terrifying. Like, but in it cried the so fourth much. one, Bo Peep is like in pants. Yeah, she's like owning herself. So I'm kind of into like this kind of feminist icon or like feminist heroine in the movies now for like younger girls yeah. I think that's kind of cool like um, Captain Marvel just came out yes. and so that's really cool to kind of have a female to kind of look yeah. at so yeah Toy Story I, although Eleven could also uh, play true, that role it, awesome. it looks like Eleven really has
3: cool. a good arc coming up I don't watch Stranger Things oh girl you
1: gotta get
0: on yeah. 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 Gotta I don't have
3: time and, uh, <laughs> and all the people who just like couldn't even finish the second season <laughs>
1: well, I, I really like it and uh, <laughs> I I my best friend sitting. who's in the troupe with me uh, Moxie Tart she went to high school with the kid who please. Moxie, oh, what's Essentially, yes. I get it. <laughs> that, that was a Chicago <laughs> reference, another Candor and Ev musical. I'll just keep, I'll keep them Me and Molly to. could do this literally all day. Don't get us started. <laughs> Actually, throwback to your last episode with Nate and Alexis, that you were talking about starting a sourdough and I, like, in my head, as I'm listening to this on my drive home from rehearsal last night, I'm like, every time they're like, I fed the starter, I'm like, feed me. <laughs> and not two seconds later, Molly's like, it sounds like Audrey too. I was like, Molly, get out of my head. <laughs> yeah, I was like
3: cracking myself up too. Yeah, I was so You cracked I was me like, up.
1: <laughs> it's like midnight driving home yeah. from Salem last night. <laughs> I'm like, Molly, we are one. <laughs> our
0: friend John Tonelli, who's been doing our sound, has only been with us a couple You're episodes. Done. But okay. afterwards, I go, I'm like, John, how do you think that went? And he goes, That part when Molly brought up, <laughs> what is it? Little, little Shop of Horrors. He's like, Yeah, I really dug that.
1: <laughs> cool. on the two. Let's go.
2: It's all mm-hmm. I could think about. Too bad little shop
0: thing up there. Ah. Uh. It hasn't come around. Not yet. Yeah. I mean, I'm going Stranger Things. I love kids
2: on bikes. Yeah. The soundtrack alone for, like, the trailer that, like, they just dropped and, like, the whole, like, that, like, 80s nostalgia with the the mall and stuff. Like, I was just like, ooh, this is going to scare me so bad. Mm -hmm. I'm, like, a huge, like, the last time I saw a horror movie, I went to go see A Haunting in Connecticut in... ...high school with a couple of friends, and I remember vividly, like, I was sitting in the middle, and I don't watch, like, if anyone really, I'm like, knows me, they, I, I can't, I can't watch it, I can't watch, like, you know, like, Stranger Things is scary for me, and I still sit through it, but I remember I was, like, sitting in the middle, and we were just watching, if anyone's seen that movie, it's, like, obviously very old now, but I had, like, all the popcorns and all the drinks were passing out, and in the first, like, two minutes of the movie, the mom drops a plate... And breaks the plate. And, like, I'm in the AMC brain tree by, like, near, like, by the South Shore Plaza. And I threw the drinks. And, like, it was, like, out of a movie. I threw it up and I screamed. And then I went out into the parking lot and I sat in the car for the rest of the movie until my friends were done watching it. As our
0: last item of business, yes. I do want to say I got a wild email on Saturday night. And I cannot reveal the specifics. All that I can say is that Rosie <laughs> is well aware of our show.
3: Is she well aware of it, or like she's at least po- aware? Like, but we yeah. hope she's, she's well wear. aware. I mean, the yeah. hashtag um, Rosie come On pop it. Hashtag Rosie come and pop it happy it. belated you birthday Twitter, so, uh, happy keep belated keep birthday we them. do it on instagram um rosie thing. was actually I was watching shrill the first few episodes of shrill Sorry. i watched the
2: first episode today and yeah like, and just like extreme, in, pre- in preparation it's, for this yeah. I, it's ex- ex-
3: extraordinary i think it's yeah. excellent but she ad bryant is mm-hmm. is a fat funny writer that's like the, essentially yeah. what it is, and she someone like stops her and they're like, "Hey, you're funny. You're like Rosie O'Donnell." Yeah, <laughs> um, and she's like, "Thank you. I get that all the time because she's like she's fat, fat. fat. Exactly. and funny." Exactly what it is. And yeah. so, and I but I was like, I bet that that and it was just like it was such a it was so pointed where she's like, you can't think of any other people. Yeah. Like who fall into, or into that? Or yeah, and yeah. so um, I thought that that I thought that that scene was really funny, and I was like, Rosie, <laughs> but she was like, she's like, thank you, <laughs> like, I love it, but also like. I'm also me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there was like, there so. was a
2: that was like one of the things that like hit me. Like I literally yeah. watched it and then I came here because I was just wrapping like that up at at the house and I was just like, wow, this is like a lot of strong feelings that I'm bringing into this uh, podcast right yeah, now. But a lot. I was just like that that specific moment too, and I remember seeing her face. I was like, I have lived that face so many times. Like just like the fact that like Thanks. like. All the kudos to like her having like that kind of body type out there. Like I also went to the mall today and I walked in and out of four stores that like didn't carry clothes that would fit me comfortably. And I was like, wow, like I'm really glad that I'm watching the show where this is like being broadcasted, that this is like I like the only notes I brought to this was like the (laughs) real like the new sizes of like 2018 of the average female, which is another bad like you know i had someone a female friend like comment on this in a really negative way because she didn't realize but like the new average size um of a woman in the united states is 170 pounds um five foot three in a size 14 pants Um, i was like that's literally so that's (laughs) literally my size (laughs) size, my measurements and like even down to the like the breast size like the it's 34 double d i'm a 38 double d that's i'm just in line with that and i had another female who like say like oh that's disgusting like In a workplace setting, and it sucked. (laughs) And there's
3: like, yeah, there's an entire arc where she's basically just like, I'm here living in my body. Yep. Right. And And that's that's it. Like, oh yeah, there's like a mean
2: trainer who's like, there's a tiny person in there trying to get out, and she's like, well, I hope they're all right because this is this is my body and this is my life. (laughs) They've got some
1: extra padding. Good for them
2: in In
0: case I fall. Yeah. yeah. They're safe.
2: Yeah. But yeah, no. I recommend Stroll. Please watch it. It's like men and women. Please watch it. Please do. For sure. Where can we find you both on social media? Oh, you can find me at Erin Um So my last name is The Sport, so I don't use it because I get tagged in sport things, and I'm not a sport thing. Um, it's Um If you have issues with any kind of, like, graphic... Uh, like you know like meet things um I do like to put that as a disclaimer out there I get some some negative messages and I like to be like hey like you know I'm so sorry if you want to unfollow me but if you unfollow me can you follow this local farm that only sells produce um so if you want to follow me go for it I just like to disclaim that there's going to be a lot of like bloody images and of my cats and of me doing ridiculous things (laughs) um but yeah that's where you can find me
1: yeah for sure um you can find me Anna McGinnis at Anna McGinnis that's my muggle, you know, human world name, and then my alter ego, my spicy name. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. My spicy name, my burlesque persona. Her name is Lady LaRouge. So her Instagram is X Lady LaRouge, L-A-R-O-U-G-E X on Instagram and you can get more information about the events by Burlesque troupe, on that we're all tagged on all the things um, upcoming shows and all that we're very excited to kind of jump into the new season of uh, booty shaking and body positivity and mm-hmm. maybe some bloody gory stuff too <laughs> I can't wait to check it
0: out yeah, and you too. can find
1: us at Pop
0: It Worcester at Pop It Worcester this is your last week to vote for Best of Worcester yes. too. we were very very flattered to be nominated as the best re <laughs> Personality yeah. is
1: amazing.
2: I already did it. As yeah, soon as same. like the second like I got the the notification, you get a fifty dollar gift card, and I was like, I'm on this.
1: <laughs> you should see how much Erin and I tag each other in giveaways on Instagram. It's just
2: like a constant. Like I, I I won um if anyone's wondering if Instagram giveaways are real, I won through Subaru uh, to, uh four pass tickets of um. Was it the drive-in? I also know.
1: won one of those. Ooh. We should go to the drive in yeah, together, no, Yeah, we have like, yeah. Sometimes
2: Instagram contests are real. Sometimes they're not, but sometimes they are. I'm living proof. Oh, you <laughs> might have an
0: Instagram contest coming up.
3: Oh.
2: Yeah, actually
0: two in the works. So, yeah, oh. keep an eye out. Definitely yeah. follow, oh, yeah. follow us. Oh. Am yes, two. Am,
2: am I qualified for this? Oh, yes. You're totally yes. qualified. Yes, We're awesome. going to use a,
0: a number generator to pick the
2: winner. Perfect. So, friends nice. and family, yes. we suggest yes. that you all ranging. take
0: part. 666, the Mets win. You better know it. I have been Sarah, I've been Molly. This is Poppet. See ya.
1: Mass Foodies Curates exclusive events and publishes thought-provoking content for the food-centric person. When asking yourself where to eat tonight, turn to massfoodies.com to see what's happening in the Massachusetts food scene. That's massfoodies.com.